0: Engaging with the communities with your team support behind you. It's just, man, some of these events we walk home with 300, 500 names. So there you go. As long as you're fostering those relationships, you never have to door knock ever again.
1: Welcome to the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we are dedicated to unraveling the secrets to real estate success. I'm your host, Maud Léger, and each week we bring you insights from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators, sharing their success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Join us every Monday for a new episode and discover how to crack the code to success and take your real estate business to the next level. This week, I'm speaking with Andrew Perry from the Fine Estates team. A true advocate of setting goals and embracing accountability, Andrew fearlessly leads by example. From spearheading innovative strategies to navigating shifting market landscapes, he's not just a leader, he's a trailblazer. His journey from relying on online leads to championing community involvements will ignite your own drive to success. Let's get to my chat with Andrew. This podcast is sponsored by Sold Right Away, the experts in real estate marketing. You work hard selling real estate, we work hard selling you. From listings to branding, Sold Right Away has you covered. For all your real estate marketing needs, visit soldrightaway.com. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us what is the key to your success?
0: Our keys. Uh, The the key to my success, our success, sorry, I always have a, uh, I always take the me out of it. It's it's the we. And I think that is the key to our success is that we believe in rising tides close all boats and our team is here to support one another and and not only our our growth, but our personal lives. And that's the key to our success.
1: Nice. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you were uh, as an agent, how you started and how you started building your team a little bit more context.
0: Well, I started in a time where it wasn't as competitive as this. There's still some pretty big teams out there and they're making a lot of waves and a lot of noise, um, but I still thought I could do it alone. And then I realized super, super quickly just how lonely the real estate market is or the real estate business is. And I realized that, you know what, the only way to kind of get to the goals that I envision myself attaining is you know, by building a company where, you know, we all share the same goals, all like-minded people, and we all help each other get there.
1: I love it. How many people do you have on your team now?
0: Uh, We have 12. So we have uh, two admin, a director of operations, a VP of sales, and then the rest are agents.
1: Yeah. So tell us, how do you apply the culture that you have of collaboration and winning together to your team?
0: Well, you know what? It's it's very simple. It's 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 driven into all of us from the first day we we get started with one another. And like I said, we believe in rising tides floats all boats. And you know, we really want to get a deep dive, a, a more specific look at why it is that you wanted to join a team. What are your goals? Not just financial, but your personal goals as well. So when we first meet. We're going to go over all of that. You know, we call it your business plan and we want to check in every single week. We do a big deep dive into your one-on-ones with, uh, with our one-on-one meetings. And we, you know, just kind of, we, we like to assess where you are based on your goals and how you're going to get there, where you fell short, where your wins were, and try to put that all together into uh, a nice, beautiful picture, I guess you could say. To see where you're at each and every week and then we also do daily check-ins every morning at eight and every afternoon at four
1: wow that's amazing that is such a cool process i love it so empowering thank you yeah tell us i guess a little bit about that process how did you come up with it it was a trial and error how did you achieve your own goals
0: so when i got into you know becoming a team leader I knew that there was always meetings because you would see people, other teams post them on social media. Just didn't. I'm like, what do they talk about in those meetings? So I did a lot of, uh, you know, networking with other team leaders, just trying to find out exactly what they're talking about on those meetings, what they're talking about on the one on ones. Uh, But for the daily and daily morning and afternoon check ins, I learned that from my old uh, company, L.A. Fitness where we always hopped on a phone call at 8.15 in the morning. We talked about our appointments for the day, talked about what we're planning on lining up for the rest of the week. And then at 4 p.m., we talk about you know the success of the day and what we're planning on setting up for the next day.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And I think you mentioned uh, something that a lot of agents say is real estate is very lonely by doing that process to your team you're really taking that out of the way like check-ins daily meetings all of that that's pretty cool
0: yeah nobody can hide on our team
1: yes (laughs) yes the accountability is huge i'm assuming
0: absolutely that's great
1: (laughs) how do you keep them accountable how do you keep your team accountable other than the meetings like specifically
0: yeah so that's a great question so basically using kpis key performance indicators We want to know, okay, so what is your yearly goal? Let's break that down monthly. And then from there, let's break down how many appointments it's going to take, how many phone conversations it's going to take, uh, how many new connections it's going to take. And then we kind of break it down daily from there. So, for example, somebody that might have a $100,000 goal, we already know these numbers that based on the KPIs and closing percentages, it's roughly 20 new people a month. So if you can meet 20 new people a month, you're going to hit that goal of $100,000, your, uh, your 15 deals a year, and then some. Because once you've added these 20 new people to your database, we're going to teach you how to follow up and cultivate it. Because these 20 people, they're not going to buy tomorrow or the next month. I mean, they might, and if they do, that's fantastic. But we got in this business not to get out next month or next year we're in it for the long run so we're going to teach you how exactly to foster those amazing relationships over time
1: that is amazing very cool what do you tell agents who say yeah i want to meet 20 people per month but where do i go how how do i go about it where do i meet these people
0: so and that and that's the benefit of being on the team as well right so the team we do a lot of things in the community so we'll set up a booth we have at least an event, one event a month. So whether it's at, at like the home show, the cottage show, whether it's at, at you know, uh, an Easter egg hunt, a pumpkin carving contest, you know, uh, free skating on family day. Um, it, it, it's, it's all about engaging in the community all, every single month as many times as you can. And you can leverage the support of the people that you're going. So you don't have to go alone. It's not like we're saying that, look, door knocking is a huge part of, of every realtor's business. And I think it should be, but it's not mandatory. It's not forced. It's not how many doors did you go knock on today? But, you know, typically scheduling the door knocking, it can be conflicted with your partners on the team and something where it's a designated event. You know that there's going to be other people there to support you. I mean, like going and talking to random people alone, it's, it's just much better when you have people with you. So that's a benefit, in my opinion, of being on a team when it comes to lead generation and making those new connections, is that engaging with the communities, with your team support behind you, it's just, man, some of these events, we walk home with 300, 500 names. So there you go. As long as you're, as you're fostering those relationships, you never have to door knock ever again
1: yeah that's amazing. And then you have tools to help them foster the relationships after the fact. so that's that's amazing.
0: absolutely. thank you yeah we 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 try to lay things out as easy as possible. I mean, we have a plan, we give it to you. here's the playbook, just go and run it. But the biggest thing about our team that I really love and I feel is so much valuable uh, so much value to our realtors is the fact that they can actually bring things to the table as well. So they don't actually have to run our playbook every single day. If they can come up with you know creative and measurable ways of how they get business, all the power to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Very cool. And then when you think about yourself, how do you keep yourself accountable or who keeps you accountable for your goals?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. So our director of operations, Andrea, and you know our VP of sales, Crystal Simons, they are very, they know me too well. So they know exactly how to keep on me, when to keep on me and, you know, how to approach certain situations that uh, when they think I might've forgot about something and how they, you know, get me back engaged uh, with my clients and in my business. It's it's actually pretty remarkable how that fast they learned. <laughs> nice.
1: That's very cool. That's very cool. They know where you're lacking or where you're Absolutely. Not, like yeah. try to sneak out of an accountability. <laughs>
0: Yes, I'm not allowed to sneak out either yet. Yeah. Nice.
1: <laughs> What's the one thing that you have learned in your business that must happen for you to be successful?
0: Ah oh, man. Well honestly, I think it's just it's always always change, always develop. You know, yeah. it's it's growing. Never stop growing is, is I think the biggest I literally have shirts that say never stop growing. And yeah. I think that's, you know, just the key. To success because i see so many teams and whether they have you know moderate or good or large success they they you you can see them being leapfrogged by teams like owls and, and other teams in the area where we're always innovating you know we don't put all of our eggs in one basket we don't rely on online leads i think that's the biggest because when online leads right now there's you know there's people winning at it but you know it's getting very expensive it's getting low, low quality. It's spending. It it takes tons of time to go through all of these uh, leads. Whereas I believe in building relationships, so it's 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 always about you know doing something a little bit different than the norm, standing out, and you know it's been working for us so far.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Very cool. And the online leads are uh, slowing down. So other than community events, what else? Where else do you get your leads? Where else do you go for? Well, you know what,
0: it's 80% of our time should be spent lead generating. And that can be everything from, you know, building your, your brand awareness message online through videos, podcasts, uh, just simply posting every day and engaging with people who are engaging with you. Um, We do that a lot. 90% of my personal business is agent agent referrals. So I spend a lot of time just you know, shooting the breeze with other agents, I guess we could say. Nice. So, I mean, there's so many things that you can do in terms of, you know, uh, generating more business for yourself. And unless you're willing to go and physically talk to people, I mean, there's no magic sauce. You just have to talk to people. You're in line at the gas station, you're out for lunch, you're, you know, at a bus stop, whatever, wherever you are at the gym there's always opportunities to create a relationship and the way that I tell our team is, is find something that you're passionate about. So for one, you know, I moved to Niagara on the Lake. Uh, we all love wine here. So get involved, uh, you know, at, at my family's winery, invite people there and play off that. Or I also love hockey a lot and golf. So I started, uh, in a, in a hockey league and I've sold about four of their houses now. So, you know, and that's just in three years. So, find something that you're passionate about and you're most likely, you know, more, you're more likely to follow through on your commitments to getting those 20 new connections.
1: Yes. Yes, that's true. Cause you're going to show up cause you love it anyways. So of course.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Very cool. Tell us, how have you been able to grow? Like you say, keep growing, keep innovating. How have you been able to, and then what do you see in the future for you?
0: Well, you know, honestly, it's just, I read a lot. So at any given time, I'm, you know, I'm listening to two or three books. I listen to every single podcast out there. Um, I'm always watching what other realtors are doing. I'm going to real estate conferences. Uh, I'm meeting new people. This morning, I had a phone call at eight in the morning with with somebody who's, you know, almost got 500 agents. So I'm constantly putting my ego aside and asking vulnerable questions i'm not afraid to ask a certain question of somebody that makes me look like i don't know what i'm doing i don't care at all i know that i'm going to find out how and then i'm going to make it better so i'm always just being aware i guess you could say
1: yeah yeah very cool do you have specific like we talked a lot about uh, personal development so do you have specific authors or people mentors that you look up to
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, a big one right now is uh, Patrick Bet David. Uh, He started a life insurance company. He came from Bali's Fitness in the states, which uh, LA Fitness actually bought out uh, years ago. And we have a very similar uh, outlook on the sales end of things because we went through the same training.
1: Basically,
0: (laughs) he started. uh, I forget how much he sold his insurance company for, but it was in the hundreds of millions. And now he's starting a, a. He owns a company called Valuetainment, which is a media marketing company and um, news outlet. It's it, it's really this big, powerful icon now. And so he's somebody that I've been looking forward, to, uh, looking uh, at all of his content, and you know, trying to progress forward by using that information. So it doesn't matter how many books you read; it's how well do you understand the content and how. Uh, well can you implement it so for anybody who's wondering what book I'm talking about it's your next five moves I always say you know i was speaking in Austin Texas and I said I asked the crowd what is the number one word that you can contribute to a leader or you know somebody who's successful and nobody got it right the word is anticipation and this book breaks it all down the reason why is because you can't make a decision based you you can definitely make gut decisions but What I'm saying is, is that if you're making a major decision, you have to be able to plan out, okay, if I do this, how is that person going to react? How's the market going to react? And what do I do if they react this way or this way? So you always have to have answers or um, overcome the objections, um, or you really have to just anticipate whatever can happen will.
1: That's amazing. Strategic thinking there is, is very huge. That's amazing. All, we'll have to look that up
0: <laughs> please do
1: tell us about challenges what challenges did you face that you overcame uh throughout your career in real estate
0: oh man we, we've we've had challenges or have challenges every day mm-hmm. um you know when i first started it was you didn't you can't join a i'm sorry just can't stop uh start a team so quickly in your real estate career because i was only in my year one and so i didn't listen to them and i did <laughs> And uh, I started the team and then it failed in three months. So some of them were right. Um, But I was also told that I couldn't sell in Niagara, Niagara on the Lake in my first couple of years, because this is a town where, you know, it's historically older. The older realtors have a stronghold here, Um, but I didn't listen to them. And now, you know, we're number two. So it's, it's, you have to be careful of those challenges and how you look at them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I don't think of the team, you know, failing as a failure. I just looked at it as a hurdle or a challenge that we had to overcome. And then my next challenge came into when I started the team of all women, everything was going great. And I just needed them to help my overflow of business. And then we really started to structure things into an actual team. And so what I was finding is that when things were going good, it was easy. When the market started to slow down, and I had to kind of put pressure on people, you know, I actually had to find a way because I wasn't getting through to anyone. And so instead of firing everyone and finding new people, I said, okay, look, who's doing well on the team, who's showing initiative, who's closing, who's got a great attitude, who can help me communicate more effectively with the others. And so that's when we took Our our, our realtor, Crystal, who's the top producing agent on the team, and we basically promoted her to a mentor role and then eventually to the VP role because people were listening to her. People respected her. So, you know, you go through challenges every day and some of them are big, some of them are small, but it it all just has to do with how you're going to react to it. And I think the biggest piece of advice for any team leaders out there is just take your ego out of the equation and just look at the greater good of the company and who's going to help you get to the goals faster. And if it's not you, that's okay. There's still going to be room for you in your own company. Don't worry.
1: Yes, that's true. <clears throat> A lot of time, uh, challenges are seen as opportunities. So I think that's what I'm getting that you saw every challenges. That's right. Nice. Very cool. Tell us, how do you adapt to changing market conditions? Cause you said when things are going great, Things are great when the market's not doing great. You have to adapt. So how do you do that?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? We were spending a lot of money on lead generation. We certainly weren't relying on it, but, you know, we, we were making that investment every month and we looked at ourselves and we said, look, the market's changing. Things are going slower. Leads are slowly coming in. And at the end of the day, we're spending all of our time trying to convert them and they weren't converting. So we knew that we had to switch it up. We know deals are happening because we check the MLS every day. There's, you know, five sales, 20 sales, 50 sales a day. So things are still moving. It's not completely dead. There's opportunities. So how do we get in front of these people? And so we took a breakdown of where the majority of our business was coming from. And a lot of it was, you know, um, agent-to-agent referrals, of course. But then the other big piece was, you know, um, past clients were referring us business. Locals were referring this business, and they hadn't even worked with us. So we knew that, based on you know our brand and reputation in the area, that there was people who knew about us. So why not, t- instead of taking all that investment into online leads, why don't you put that investment into events or belly to belly or door knocking? Take the time to meet people, you know, face to face. If I had ten leads a day that I was getting from online leads, or fifty, or hundred. I would still prefer making one valuable connection every day, door knocking or at a restaurant or out and about. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to make those adjustments. Uh, you know, we we had to have a serious conversation with the team and be like, look, these online leads aren't working. We're going to stop it, but we're going to teach you how to get more qualified leads in person.
1: That's amazing. Huge value for realtors, uh, that are on your team for sure. Would you be uh, adopting new technology in your business when you're looking at either marketing or processes? What are you uh, looking at?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, honestly, in terms of technology, we could run all of our brokerages and teams via online, you know, we don't have any physical paper, um, but we like the team culture. So how else can we use technology in our business? Honestly, I'll just adapt. We'll adapt to whatever the, is the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, we don't do like virtual tours. We don't do the 3D thing. Um, I, I, I'm i fast to to innovate when things come out. But honestly, technology, I, I'm just a firm believer in just going out there and meeting people face to face. And when it comes to marketing, again, I'll try anything that's new. But I don't, I'm not out there kind of researching the next and best.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's move on to the section of rapid fire questions. If you're excited, yes, of course. Alright, rapid fire questions, you can it could be something we talked about could be not. Um, tell us what is the best marketing strategy to win more listings?
0: Oh, wow, that's a good one. Uh, honestly, I think the best thing you can do is build that solid brand online by video marketing. Try uh, the way I've won is that I actually did it a little less passive. I'm not selling you. I'm basically telling you. So I'm in. I'm being interviewed and things like this. I'm cutting all up that content. Or if you're not invited in any podcast, or 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 you can't get on any podcast, you just have somebody ask you questions about the market. Face them. Pretend like you're on a podcast in front of a microphone like this, and just start posting it.
1: Love it, love it. What's the best social media tactic for real estate growth?
0: Collaboration, collaboration is huge. Collaborate with others in the industry. Collaborate with local businesses. That's how I got my start. So I interviewed all the businesses, offered them a free video, interviewed the people who worked there, bought a, a product, reviewed the product. And it's all local community small businesses that people are, are you know, encouraged to go visit. And, you know, that's how you get your numbers up on social media for one. And then you start becoming a little more credible after that.
1: love it because your numbers are huge. So it's definitely proven to work.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: What is the most effective social media platform for you?
0: Uh, Instagram for sure. None? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's where all my video content goes. Um, and then my, you know, photos and more of what I want to regurgitate and talk about in t- in terms of, you know, typing is Facebook. Yeah. I don't really use LinkedIn all that much. TikTok, no. No, <laughs> no.
1: must have tech tool for you.
0: Oh, off my Google Calendar. <laughs> Obviously, that's the best tool ever. It can, it syncs with all my contacts. It syncs with all my admins and my team. And I, honestly, sometimes I'm very amazed on how it all works.
1: Nice, very. The cool. fact
0: that I can just text you a calendar, like I don't know, I love it. <laughs> love it.
1: How do you stay updated on market trends?
0: Honestly, I just follow, I follow a lot of people uh, where you know most uh, social media coaches will say, don't follow people in your industry. It's gonna ruin your algorithm. I don't believe in that. I found way too many pros about following other realtors. So honestly, I'm following realtors all over the world. Whatever I see, I try to rip off and duplicate.
1: Love it. Ha- What's your advice for new realtors?
0: The biggest thing is, you know, for new realtors, especially making a name for yourself in a new market where nobody knows you, um, you know, for example, let's just say you are in Hamilton and everywhere in Hamilton, there's a Rob Golfism. There's no way that you're going to be able to compete with them. I'm telling you that now. His team's too big and they're too good. They do an amazing job. Now, how can you compete with that at least? Is you actually start marketing outside of your market. Because if you try to say, hey, I'm a Hamilton expert, they're going to be like, I've never seen your advertising. I've never seen your billboards. I've never seen your for sale signs. So how do I know that you're an actual expert? right so always what i did is i marketed outside of niagara i marketed toronto i marketed to other realtors in the gta barry whatever across the world and i said i am the niagara expert i posted all those businesses i posted my reviews of wineries i wanted to make sure that everything i was putting out there when people came back to my account to see if it was true or not that they saw all that content so if you're a new realtor and you know you're saying hey yep i'm a hamilton expert And people come to your account and you've got you walking your dogs and there's like 20 photos of it. And then you're fishing and then you're, you know, out with here and there and it's all food. That's fantastic. That's your life. That's what you want to post. That's fine. But again, your social media is your business card and having two social medias can work against you. So that's why I only have one. I have one account. Our team has an account, but I don't have Andrew Perry and then Andrew Perry business. It's just Andrew Perry.
1: That's it. That's you. (laughs) That's right. What's your top lead-generating tactic?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think just providing value to our database. That's just, uh, instead of calling it a tactic, it's more of a service for us. But it certainly works. And, you know, uh, the our client parties are always an amazing turnout. And, yeah. you know, we get so many referrals from our clients. So just reaching out and talking to them, you know, even if you're emailing them, you're saying – Hey Bob, I just want to give you an update. The average home price in your area is five hundred thousand. Let me know if you ever need anything. That's it.
1: That's it. Simple. 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 Absolutely. What's your key to building a strong network?
0: Oh, simple. It's just providing out, uh, providing value. It's collaboration. It's like if it's, it's you know, um, hey, I saw you post this in a Facebook uh, group. I wanted to reach out personally and say, hey, I think you should do this, or yes, I've got a person for you. You know, I've connected people all around the world, and not just about real estate, home inspectors, um, the best place to get uh, a listing presentation designed and printed, the best place to stay when you're visiting Barrie, the best place to stay when you're visiting Italy, you know, I've got, Oh, I've been there. Here's the best. Go talk to this guy. So it's, it's just honestly prov- about providing value. And that's how, that's honestly how the business comes. So you don't have to work as hard as it. Uh, uh, like at lead generation, like door knocking or making cold calls, as hard as you're working is just helping somebody out. And I rather take that road any day.
1: Nice. Love it. Love it. What's your growth advice for rookies in real estate?
0: I think the biggest thing is, is again, it's easy for rookies to kind of, um, not be able to remove their ego, you know, it's a, uh, it's a tough competitive business and you want to appear strong and confident, Totally get it. It's exactly what I did. Um, but at the same time I was willing and open to other people's suggestions. And that brings me to another point that I always say it's don't listen to other realtors. And that's it's always a piece of advice and they say, well, what do you mean? majority of people will ask a question on social media and the types of responses they get from agents always range from good to bad, to whatever, to making fun of you, um, which I think is terrible by the way. Um, But the people who are on there every day commenting, you have to say, okay, am I really wanting to listen to all of their answers? I mean, are they even out there doing business? They seem to be on social media a lot. So <laughs> that's a, Just be careful, be aware of who you're getting your information from. And yeah. ask for a couple of different opinions.
1: Very true. Very true. What uh how do you leverage your listings?
0: Oh man, we do a lot. We do a lot. So, for one, we do um HDR photos, so they're all hand edited so that you know you could see through the windows. If you want to bring them to print advertising, they're perfect quality for that. We do print advertising. Um, I live in a town of 14,000 people and we have three newspapers. So you better be advertising in at least two of them. Nice. We do that, we do 50,000 magazines a month. We advertise on the New York Times, Globe and Mail, Mansions Global, Market Watch, Lakehouse.com, golf, GolfHomes.com, uh, The Rob Report, Honestly, we do so much. And I think the biggest thing is uh, at every presentation, I just say that, you know, I got 50,000 followers across all my platforms. I can get videos at 5,000 to 50,000 views, maybe even 500,000 was my highest. And it's like, I don't promote that because it's just social media. It's free. Sellers don't care. They want to know what are you investing to get their own sold, And so everything I listed and, and not only that, each listing gets a client care specialist as well, and you know their job is to do everything: get the for sale sign, book the showings. They're always in communication, giving feedback, providing uh, updates, all of that.
1: Nice, very cool. And I guess the last question is: what is the best advice you've ever
0: received? Oh. That's a good question. Mm. I think. Um, the best piece of advice was just simply that's a really good question. I'm trying to go through everything everybody's ever told me because they've told me a lot. There's so much. I, yeah, I mean, see, the the problem with advice for me is that I always question it. Ah. It's because I haven't I've gotten so much bad advice in the past. But I think the biggest piece of advice is that you know, a life coach told me. I said, Andrew, no matter what your business is going through, good or bad, you're never going to reach your goals or your family goals or your relationship goals, whatever. You're never going to hit those goals if your personal goals aren't being um, met or attended to. Basically what that means, where he was going with that was that if you have health goals, if you have educational goals, if you have things you want to achieve in your life and you're not doing them and you're not waking up in a nice morning routine, you're not working out, you're not taking care of your health, your mind's not going to be right. Uh, you know, you're not going to get to the business goals and your family is just, you know, we've all been there where you get in an argument with, you know, a friend, a coworker or your partner. And you're like, why the hell did I even get upset about that? It's because something else is going there. So you need to make sure that you're right. In your personal life before you can be right anywhere else.
1: That's amazing. That's so true. I love it. Goals are so important to me. And then what you're saying personally versus business, how to reach them, all of that is, is so important.
0: That's right. I agree. Yeah.
1: And then how do you define success for you? Uh,
0: well, awesome. yeah, I think success for me is is pretty simple. I mean I'm I'm a never satisfied kind of person. So the ability to pursue my goals whatever way I want and whenever I want is to me success. So, you know, it's not about you know going home at four and not working weekends. It's not about uh taking off for a few months, it's not about working 80 hours a week and you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. It's about whatever my goals are and how frequent they change that I have the ability to attend. Nice.
1: I love it. I love it. What are you looking forward to between now and the end of the year?
0: Oh, well, uh, we've got, you know, a lot in the books uh, right now. And, uh, you know, we're working on opening in another market. Um, You know, we're still very, very uh, preliminary in that aspect. But, with any luck, by the end of the year, it'll be launched.
1: Nice. Uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing more about that. That's exciting. That's and uh, where do we find you? What's your Instagram uh, handle?
0: Uh, yeah, Instagram's the best place to find me, at theandrewperry.
1: Perfect. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I'm sure lots of agents will get huge value uh, out of everything you shared today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please share it with others to help spread the word. Together, we can inspire and empower more people to crack the code to real estate success.